This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Courage Cast. Man, this is a great episode. I had such a good time talking with someone that I have been watching since like 2009, 2010. And I talk about all of this, and not so I'm not going to repeat myself, but I got to talk today with Jack Vale of Jack Vale Films. If you've been on the internet and watched prank videos and you like prank videos, you know, where people get tricked and pranked and, you know, it's just kind of awkward, but it's hilarious to watch the people's responses. Well, then you probably know and will love Jack Vale if you haven't watched his videos. Some of his videos, and I talk about this, so I'm not going to repeat it, but are 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 in the millions of views, multiple millions of views on YouTube. He talks about how he's in the billions of views on Facebook. He is a funny, funny guy. And I, I just so happened to run into him. I didn't even know he lived here in the Franklin, Tennessee area where I live, but he did. He's, he's been living here for, for a while now. And he shares about that. He's grew up, you know, lived out in the, on the West coast and spent a lot of time out there. And, and when I saw him, you know, I, I had to live out the words of this, of this podcast, which is courage. I, when I saw him, I said, I've got to go meet him. That's Jack Vale. This is a guy that, that has made our family laugh hysterically for years on YouTube. And when I got to meet him and said hi to him, it opened up a, a friendship and uh, I've gotten to hang with him a couple times since then. Uh, and we got to sit down uh, for a, a really long extended conversation today. And I think you're going to love it. We, we cover all sorts of topics. But I'm not going to spoil anything. Let's get right to it. My conversation with Jack Vale. Jack Vale, welcome to the Courage Cast. It's an honor, my friend. Oh man, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. We have uh, we've only like hung out or talked mm-hmm. really twice. We met at gymnastics. Instant connection. Instant connection. Yeah. You were uh, apparently you were in a bad mood. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not that far off, actually. I was having, I had had a couple of rough couple of weeks. I remember that when we met. Yeah. And I felt like, I don't know if you saw this, but I felt like it was one of those moments where like, you know, Jack's supposed to be always on. His on switch should be on and I should always be funny and stuff like that. Uh So when you approached me, I was like, uh, kind of, oh no, because (laughs) the past couple of weeks were so hard and that day specifically. Uh. So there was probably tears in my eyes and I was going through all this stuff. No, but, uh, you you looked good. good. You looked good. You were a lot good. heavier. You're much skinnier now, but that's another discussion. I was fat. You're saying, but apparently, <laughs> when you apparently, met. I was like a breath of fresh air for you that day, or something. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But yeah. but we had a, yeah, we had a great connection. Our daughters were doing gymnastics, like a special yeah. gymnastics thing, and I was yeah. like, what? Jack Vale is in Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> I, I apparently missed that because I always <laughs> saw you as like a California guy. So let's yeah. let's give everybody a little background. I'm going to set this up, of course, a little bit better in the podcast um, later. But uh, you have over 1.4 million followers on YouTube. 
or subscribers, mm-hmm. I should call them, yeah. subscribers on YouTube, your number one video has 12 million, over 12 million views. Do you know how many like total views? Have you ever, do you get a total from YouTube? Uh, yeah, I th- on YouTube, just off of my YouTube channel, I think I have about four, maybe 350 to 400 million views. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Facebook. Facebook took off for me last year, and through Facebook, I've had about five billion views. On Seriously, Facebook. yeah, five billion. Yeah, that's a that's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Instagram. You've got an Inst- pretty I good have Instagram. Instagram. I haven't been as active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter. I've come to like a lot recently yeah. because it's short and easy to keep mm-hmm. up with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've got Instagram too. Yeah. 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 So. Um, Gosh, and so you started this whole like YouTube thing back in 2009. It's like, let's do a yeah. little background sure. on you, mm-hmm. on the man, Jack Vale. Okay. Uh, we can, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. I want to talk about impressions okay. with you. Okay. I want to talk about um, your, your jackpot and your new podcast that's coming out. And okay. All this, like what my favorite skits are that you do on YouTube. I mean, we could talk. I, this can't be just in one I mean, one episode, but I'm hoping we can yeah. cover a lot of ground. Yeah, let's so, do it. So, so give us a little bit, like, you, uh, maybe just, we'll probably touch on some stuff before you started doing YouTube videos, but why did you start YouTubing? Well, I, so... If that's a verb. It, no, it's a verb. Okay. Uh, yeah, you. I think I started it because really, um, before I was ever very active on YouTube, I started... Um, uh, I had this little product in my pocket all the time that made fart noises. And <laughs> wait, I, wait, 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 yeah. wait a second. You had a pro. Oh, I was so hoping you'd bring it. Yeah, I did. Demonstrate for us. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> and here's a better one. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's great. And, and you can see like it can it conceal it in your hand. You keep uh-huh. it in your pocket or yeah. under, under your arm and kind of hide it. Uh-huh. And it's fantastic. And it is fantastic. The thing that I knew about it was um, I was disappointed because the one that I had had for years broke. Mm-hmm. And uh, the company who was making them went under. So they disappeared. Mm. Couldn't buy them anymore. I called every gag shop in the country, I think, looking for this thing. Nobody knew what happened to it. Mm-hmm. So I found out that uh, I could repackage this thing, redesign it, and sell it as my own. So I changed the design of it to make it work better. And through trial and error, I just came up with this product that really, I called it the pooter, and I wanted to uh, <laughs> figure out how to sell more pooters. So I started um, making videos on YouTube to promote this thing just by doing these pranks. And uh-huh. these pranks took off. I'm, you know, one of the original pranksters on YouTube. In, 19, in what was it? 19. 19. In 1940. <laughs> it was, it was... Uh, let me think. 2008? Was, I want to say like seven probably. Okay, 2007. Is when the first one came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I ended up deleting the first couple of videos that I did because uh, they started to get better as the years yeah. you know, went how on. Did you, uh, did you mic yourself? How did how did you get the – you mic the pooter? Y- y- I did mic the pooter, yeah. You did? Uh-huh. I'd, have, I'd be mic'd and uh, I would give it a squeeze and sure enough, I, my suspicions were right. I knew that if I had – every day I would leave the house with my wallet, my keys, and my pooter. I would never leave the house without it because you never know. Like you could just squeeze it and somebody would laugh and that's what I noticed is I would – 
look around <laughs> and people were looking at me laughing. Yeah. And so I thought, man, if I capture this stuff on video, it, it's, it's going to be golden. Yeah. yeah. And it took maybe a month mm-hmm. and um, of uploading videos and, and NBC was airing a show called uh, Most Outrageous Moments. And really? it was kind of like a funniest home videos kind of a show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they wanted to license some of my videos. And so mm. I said yes. They titled it The Pooter at the Bottom. Within Best advertising you could have. Dude, it was it was absolutely amazing. And they were freaking out about how they were going to promote it because it's a TV show. So they can't really say, here's how to go get a pooter. Right, right. So they said... Uh, they kind of gave me the um, the alternative and said, we can title it at the bottom, whatever you want. And uh-huh. I said, well, I knew when people type in the pooter at Google uh-huh. that it, you, they would come to only me. Yeah. And so and I did still, that. It's still that way. Dude. I just I, type in pooter and you're the number one. There, hey, isn't that great? It's awesome. That's my, Congratulations. my life. I, I'm so glad I just going to go that. on your tombstone. That's your, your greatest Pooter man. I know. And what was great about it, though, was we were selling at the time, I think, three to five pooters a week uh-huh. just through the website because nobody knew it was there. Right. Once the videos took off, that day, actually, that that thing aired, we got like 300 orders the first hour oh my after gosh. it aired. And then there was different time zones. That we would start airing, and we we're like, oh, "Here's another 300 orders. What? This is crazy." So that's how the whole thing started. And then after the first hundred or so pooter videos, we started doing other comedy pranks. Yeah, and, you know, other yeah. messing with people and stuff. There's some really good. I mean, you're very versatile. I mean, the pooter's great. I love it. It's your it's your calling card. Thank you. Right? Yes. But so I'd say for, so. But but as an entrepreneur myself. Uh-huh. You know, I, I got to give you kudos. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate I, I, that. Pooter kudos. All right. Because, I mean, twelve ninety five. <laughs> this is a twelve ninety five product. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I don't want to, like, the margins on this thing, because mm-hmm. you probably make it in China, right? Or do you make, you it, make here? it here in the United States? Yeah. Ah, oh, you should like proudly made, and you have that on your. Oh, website? it's on the package, man. Oh, yeah, made, it is. made yeah, in the right USA. There. Made in the USA. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Hey, you know, that's a good man right no, there. Nothing like an American fart. That's right. Because <laughs> American farts are way different than Chinese farts. Hey, you know, they I mean, just really, sound, have you ever just, thought about that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you ever a done quieter, a quieter, squeakier, huh? a little squeaky? Yeah, like I wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like German farts. Like, yeah, what's a German fart sound like? Strong. Strong, very strong, mm-hmm. very strong and abrupt. Good system. You're not quite sure if it's if it's you know it's just not really polite. It's a, it's a well made, well developed, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like a, a sports car, a Mercedes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then uh, what what would be the wimpiest? Now we're going to insult uh, nations wow. here on the podcast. No, that would be probably Chinese, <laughs> Chinese, a Chinese fart. Nothing like it. I don't know. <laughs> Is this racist? Korean? I don't think so. No, we're not trying to be racist. Okay. <laughs> we are nationalists, but we're not hey! racist. Yeah. So no, kidding. Chinese guy being offended right now about I know, his farts. So My farts are strong. I'm he's so thinking. Sorry. <laughs> we're not. We're not at all. No, no. Um, okay. So how, how many, can you talk about how many you've sold? Uh, or, over the years, we've probably sold three or 400,000 pooters, I wow. guess. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, the thing is, I'm going to tell you this real quick. I, I didn't discover this until really recent, but I knew that over the years, people would send emails or they would comment on my videos from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I was always really kind of uh, just, I, I couldn't believe that so many people out there from wherever they were could relate to something like this. Yeah. I just got back from a trip to Haiti 
And I brought a backpack full of pooters, giving these pooters away to these kids, right, who have nothing. So you would have thought you were giving them a winning lottery ticket. It was just amazing. I mean, they had these pooters. They started squeezing them right away, Uh cracking up, busting up laughing, these kids. (laughs) And it occurred to me that this is the one part of my... Uh, persona on YouTube and TV that is a universal language. Mm-hmm. So I only I speak English and that's it. Uh-huh. So to go to Haiti and talk to these kids in a language that they they got it. Yeah. I did it in front of them. We took selfies together and I'd squeeze <laughs> the pooter right next to them and they would all bust up laughing. And I went, man, that's really cool because we can relate on the same level based on something so insignificant and silly. Yeah, and the fact that God even created our bodies to make such a ridiculous noise, there has to be something else behind that. Abs- literally. Yeah. Pun intended. That's behind right. That. Behind, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I totally, uh, it's, in all seriousness, I think it's um, I think it's awesome that you can communicate, at least that language, communicate funny, and it is funny in almost every language mm-hmm. and every culture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is there maybe there's some where it's like, oh, well, that those serious. people exist here in America too. Yeah, yeah. And every once in a while, people do not find the humor in it. Yeah. And, and I mean, literally, and I'm not exaggerating. I would say probably one percent of the time, there's no humor in it to somebody. Right. right. But most of the time, there is. And I think maybe the percentages are a little bit different depending on what you know, what uh, country you go to, or what whatever that your culture is. Yeah. Um, but I think for the most part, people can relate to it. And I noticed that everywhere I go, we went to Brazil one time, same deal. People loved it. They thought it was hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, oh, the Brazilians so, can let some good ones go. I mean, it's... Can they? Wow. Yeah. So you, you've... I used to do international sales. So my background okay. is, you know, I used to do that for for Christian for a Christian music label. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. So yeah, Brazil, they're, they're fun. Oh, yeah. They have a yeah, good time. A lot of fun. Um, so uh, what, what, what I'm... Uh, kind of what I was wondering about was like, why did you go to Haiti? You went there for a compassion trip. Yes. Right? So did you get yep. to see your compassion uh, I did. child? Yeah. I couldn't wait for the trip. And yeah. I hadn't sponsored a child yet. Uh-huh. And they gave me all the information. And I kind of assumed I'm going to sponsor a child when I get back, after oh. I see what it's like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and learn about the company and, and all this kind of stuff. But they asked me to be a spokesperson and to first go on this trip with them. So they emailed me a few weeks before the trip was scheduled. And they said, hey, I wanted to let you know that if you chose to sponsor a child from this group right here, this is the area that we're going to. So you would get to meet her. We would make sure that you get to meet her or him. Yeah. So uh, we, my wife and I, I'll tell you a really weird story. <laughs> I was getting into a, uh, an Uber or a Lyft or something like that. And the guy's name was Jean Baptiste. Was the guy's name? <laughs> okay, okay. Jean Baptiste. And I thought, man, that's pretty cool. So I got in the back of the Uber, and I'm like, dude, your name is John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he told me, yes, you know, and he was named this out, is whatever. In Haiti. No, this is in the United States. Oh, this is okay. before the trip, before I left. Okay. And right at that time. I knew that one of my responsibilities for that day was to look at this list of kids and click this link I was supposed to look at and figure out which kid I wanted to sponsor before we go to Haiti. Mm -hmm. I promise, as sure as I'm sitting here, after I'm talking to this guy about his name being John the Baptist, right? Jean Baptiste. Jean Baptiste. Yes. I looked at my phone 
and I'm looking at all these kids and the girl who really stuck out to me that I thought, oh man, what a little sweetheart. Like pictures. Pictures. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of a background about this girl. She was not quite three years old yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Her name, I'm not going to give you her whole name. Right. But the last part of her name, she had five names in Mm -hmm. her her Mm -hmm. name, right? She had a very long name, was Jean Baptiste. No. Yes. I sent a screenshot to my wife immediately. I said, honey, here's the deal. I got in the back of this thing. Yeah. This is the guy's name. This uh-huh. is also this girl's name. I don't know what's going on here. She goes, that's definitely the one. That's yeah. definitely the oh, one. Yeah. So no doubt. we sponsored her. And when we left for the trip to Haiti, they didn't tell me when it was going to happen. I knew we were going to do a home visit and mm-hmm. get to meet her and her mom and her, yeah. her siblings maybe. And uh, when we got there, the first stop that we made was this like women's ministry at this church facility that Compassion International um, uh, has this thing to like help mothers in raising their babies yeah. and how to treat them and care for them and nurture them. And uh, she was there and I had no idea. And so at the end of this event, one of the sponsors, uh, excuse me, one of the Compassion guys came to me and said, Jack, this is, you know, I said her name. Uh-huh. And man, it was just the greatest thing. I mean, I saw her there and her mother was there and she was a sweetheart. And it just, it was just incredible. She wouldn't go to me for anything. Really? You were a scary white man. That's right. I was. (laughs) But you know who was not a scary white man? Uh, My daughter, Madison. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Matter of fact, white is the only thing that we have in common, me and, me and Madison. But Madison's 17, so she was yeah. excited to be there. Yeah. And she just thought she was the greatest thing in the world. She was the first person to pick up uh, mm-hmm. the, this this beautiful girl and just bonded with her. It was fantastic, and we yeah. had an opportunity to uh, uh, follow them on their walk to their house at the mm-hmm. end and do an actual home visit. Mm-hmm. I could not believe how far... Uh, people walk to get yeah. to church mm-hmm. or whatever church functions are going on or miles. school or in miles, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we went to their home and it was fantastic. And I asked uh, this, uh, I asked her her mom, her mom's name is uh, Monica. Monica. And so I said, uh, I said, have you ever, is this a Christian podcast, by the way? Who, this podcast? Yeah. Yes, of course. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, faith-based. Right. Okay. Faith, Beautiful. inspiration, motivation. I, I got to tell you something awesome. Yes. I'm I'm sitting there uh, giving gifts to this child, color mm-hmm. crayons and little outfits and cute things, yeah. and she was all about it. She was so excited. And uh, I asked Monica, her mom, I said, have you ever, do you know who Jesus is? And she knew because of Compassion's ministry. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, uh, have you ever given your heart to the Lord? And she said, no. And I thought that was astounding. Really? She knew who Jesus was. Compassion had done a lot for her family. Were you translating? There was a translator Yes, there was a translator there. He would repeat everything that I said. And uh, her response was incredible. And then I said, well, you you know, I didn't want to put anybody on the spot. I wanted it to be natural because she wanted to do it. And I said, is there a reason why you haven't yet? She said, no. And I I just kind of tilted my head and I thought, I wonder, so... Maybe just she's waiting for an opportunity for somebody, Somebody hasn't right? asked. Yeah. So I asked, and I said, I don't want to leave here without giving you the opportunity. No pressure, but if that's something you want to do, let's do it right now. Mm-hmm. She immediately said, yes, she wanted to do it. <laughs> it was like she was waiting for something. Oh, so man. That's we, amazing. We prayed right there. She gave her heart to the Lord. 
Uh, and then a few days later, she met up with us and went swimming in the uh, the pool at the hotel. She brought her kid, and it was just oh, it was wow. such a great bonding time. And was so, she a single mom or was she single mom? Her oh. husband had passed away a year prior. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just man, I can't even tell you. Listen, I've never done, never been on a trip like this before in my life, and to go on something like this and have compassion, I was I felt extremely honored that compassion would call me and ask me to be a spokesperson for them. Um, it, it was just uh, just an incredible thing. So I'm really glad I had that that chance. I I'm totally um, I don't know if the word is envious because I we've sponsored Compassion Children ever since we've been as long as we've been married. Yeah, wow. Uh, I think actually Chrissy had a Compassion Child when we got married, mm. um, and we've been communicating. I think we're uh, we're on our third uh, Compassion Child, and we've seen them grow from. <laughs> Oh, Four wow. years old till really? eighteen, and then oh. then we have to say goodbye. And, yeah, and so that's right. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a real special thing. Have you ever gone on a trip with them? No. Okay, can I tell you something? Can you can you hook me up? I, I did, well, I can. And this is the other thing I got to tell you. I think that the reason so many people don't do it is because there are so many companies out there doing trying to yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. And they don't know where to go. How, who do I how do I know it's real? How do right. I know? And I didn't know either. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll find out. So I go on the trip. Part a big part of our trip was going to the headquarters and meeting the people who are behind everything that Compassion yeah. does in mm-hmm. Haiti. And they're set up all over the world in all these different countries. Hundreds, you know, they're all over the place. And the thing that blew my mind is when they went to the back and there was a lady who was specifically assigned to the child I was sponsoring. So not just the child, but her mother and that family. Yeah. They bring out this file, this folder, this handwritten, tangible, real folder that I can hold out and look at. And they said that this girl, the picture that was in her file was from when she was three months old. Mm. She's now almost three years old. Yeah. I was her first sponsor yeah so what blew my mind was all of the stuff that compassion does you know 80 percent i think uh or a little bit more than 80 percent of the money that that is used to sponsor kids go to that actual child and their family yeah um so then they have like a marketing budget for the rest and a budget to help staff and whatnot Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. I was really impressed by that and how far the money actually goes. But they were like a wide open book. Yeah. I mean, they were like, here's what we do. And then they show you stuff that you go, wow, this yeah. is, these are paper trails going all the way back to when this child was born almost. It's, it's amazing. Mean, yeah. It blew my mind. So yeah. I can't uh, sing the praises enough. And I know we have more to talk about. Do you but- want to, um, do you want to share? Do you have a link where people can can sponsor a child yet? Yeah, compassion.com slash Jack. You're the only Jack. I'm the only Jack that <laughs> Compassion has, apparently. But it's it's great. What a cool website, too, by the way, yeah. isn't it? Compassion.com? Yeah, Compassion.com. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it'd be it's great. Good. You mean like a URL? Like, it, like yeah. it's an awesome, like, wouldn't that yeah. be great? Yeah, that's kind of what I want to be no, known for. Yeah. Um. Well, that's that's so good. I'm I'm so happy to hear that um, that you yeah. had that experience. I, we talked before you left for that trip. So yeah, you kind of um, you come back from a trip like that and you start to realize what a 
what an arrogant jerk you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right there with you, Such man. a materialistic <clears throat> son of a know, gun, you know? know. But it was funny to watch your videos because uh, on the way there, didn't somebody get stuck in an elevator? Dude, the, uh, like, yeah, like the head whole, of the, <laughs> the main guy, Tom, yeah. <laughs> got stuck in the elevator Dude, for how long? Yeah, oh, like 45 minutes or something, yeah. I think it felt like. It, it was... Uh, and and it's too bad he didn't have a pooter with him. He could have just. Oh, kept, I know. Oh, we, yeah, we had jokes about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we used the pooter a couple of times in Haiti in the yeah, elevators. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah, they're fantastic. The, the Haitians think that's pretty funny too. And yeah. then there was a yeah, guy in the elevator. I mean, in the airport that wasn't having it. No. Oh, there's a like few it. guys that wasn't having it, but the security guy you're talking about. Yeah. You just, I thought he was going to approach me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was, yeah. Waiting for hey, I was a little concerned because you're in another country. Do not, you do I not. don't know if, I don't want to get stuck there for five years in Dude, some, yes. some jail somewhere, you know? <laughs> you could see on the news. Yeah. I YouTube know. celebrity. Yeah. You know, stuck in Haiti He's for He's there on for a Compassion farting. International trip, but he, he farted on the wrong guy. <laughs> it's like, kind of a weird news story. Uh, that would get the most views. <laughs> yeah. But you were you were uh, threatened. Uh, you were punched. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been punched. You've mm-hmm. been threatened uh, with a lawsuit, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, let's talk about the good stuff, Eric. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to talk about what an arrogant... Because you mentioned you were very arrogant. Uh, oh, so. yeah, good. Yeah, no, let's get kidding. back to that. No. Um, yeah, it's true. There's so, much, uh, there's so much stuff we could dive into, but... Um, yeah. One thing I didn't know about you, like Chris, <clears throat> the way we, we first started watching you, I'll just kind of share this. Um, Chrissy and I, um, we started watching Ed Bassmaster videos oh, back funny. in 2007, okay. 2008. Uh-huh. So we found our, our brother-in-law and sister-in-law introduced um, Ed Bassmaster to us. And we're like, man, this is, hol- this is hilarious. And then you started coming into the picture mm-hmm. on some videos, mm-hmm. like the tequila uh, oh. the prank that you oh, did yeah. with uh, Tequila and yeah. um, your my, was that your my, son? My son, Jake. Yeah, yeah your mm-hmm. oldest son right yep. now. Yep. Um, I, that is one of my favorite videos. I've probably watched it, you know, 12, 15 times. <laughs> um, just because I can't imagine holding it together that whole time where you neither, pranked this teacher. N- neither could Jake. There was a point where well, he had to you know, go down. Right? He was, yeah, he was only, what was he, like 13, 13. years old or something uh-huh. at the time or whatever, 13, 14. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he he kept having to bury his head in his arms, you know, because yes, he couldn't yes, keep it together. Yes. And finally, I put that into the act by just saying, go in outside yeah, or right. something. You know? Get him out. Him, you give know? him a relief. <laughs> but I got to be honest, man. It, it was um, perfecting the whole straight face thing took yeah. me a long time to to actually master. And it's still hard sometimes. But at that point, that was one of our first videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was still at the point then when, you know, you see this dude dressed up like the ugliest woman in the world. Yeah. You know, he comes in with, with the... What's what's under uh, there to make well, the Well, so, okay, the, the, the breasts are... I mean, sometimes... Are they funnels? Sometimes they're funnels. <laughs> sometimes they're, they're pencils. Sometimes they're water balloons. It just depends. And nothing's ever uh, symmetrically <laughs> correct. <laughs> Ed just kind of... Uh, I haven't seen him do his tequila stuff in a long time. But yeah. um, when that... When, when she, he, I don't know, when... <laughs> When that persona <laughs> walks into the room, <laughs> it's chips. very hard. Yeah, with a bag of chips. Oh, and then picking the crumbs off yeah. the blouse and eating the crumbs. Oh, it's you good. know, yeah, a lot of fun and really hard to keep a straight face yeah. in something like that. When Now, there's a point in the video that I did not know was going to happen when we greet each other for the first time. The kiss. The kiss. Jack. Yeah. I, I, th- yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that? Ex- that was... You, How did you, you do that? If you pay attention to it, you can see, because it, it wasn't planned, 
I I almost didn't do I didn't want to do it. <laughs> You're a happily Ed, married man. Yeah, Ed leaned in for it. Uh-huh. So it was like I, I I'm committed to this bit. <laughs> I have to do this bit. And then uh so we did like the quickest little but then I thought, look, back in the fifties and sixties or even before. Yeah, it was a funny like joke, yeah, you know, yeah, it was yeah. funny for mm-hmm. the sake of comedy, whatever. So I did it. I took right. one for the team, no problem. Wow. But no you can, problem. But now watching it back, they'll watch it again yeah. and and feel the tension I'm sure. that I There's felt sort of like a, in moving oh, oh. away and not wanting this to happen. <laughs> You'll, oh my you'll see it. You'll see it. Uh, but you've done a lot with Ed. Like, there's many, many. There's farting in the elevator with mm-hmm. Ed. There's mm-hmm. other things. There's um. There's an interview with um, uh, the guy from Philly, the, the the Philadelphia Eagles dude that's interviewing for a job. With oh, t- oh, testy, testy, Gosh, testy. I- Dude, and you're like his his representative because he's coming out of prison or something. I'm his parole officer. Parole officer. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, Ed and I go way, way back, and I'll tell you, we haven't shot a video together in in a few years now, yeah, yeah. which is sad because we have uh, created, I think, in my opinion, some of the best stuff together oh, yeah. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. How uh, did you meet? Uh, we met. Because we were just a fan of each other's videos. And you know, at the time, I think I had about a thousand YouTube views. <laughs> no, a thousand subscribers. subscribers right. And mm-hmm. Ed had about 3,000, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. And boy, that was a huge, like, that's a huge celebrity in my book. You sure, know, 3,000 sure. subscribers. Well, 2008, whatever it was. That's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, I reached out to him and, and said, dude, you should come out here mm-hmm. to California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll never forget that first day but after then you know the rest was magic i mean we we got together so many times i'd go out there and we'd go to you know uh new york city mm-hmm. uh philly where he's from yeah and, or he'd come out to california and we'd do stuff together but we've we've we go way way back for sure yeah um there's so many pranks that you guys do too like crank calls and stuff mm-hmm. like that too um prank ah. calls are my one of my favorite things well yeah i want to talk about that because <clears throat> one of my favorite impressions that you do is mm. The woman that sounds like Edith from All in the Family. Okay, yeah, a little bit, not a, a whole bunch, but a little bit she does. There's something but if you there. listen to something a little bit high pitched, or whatever. <laughs> so it's when you go into that voice and you do uh-huh. the interrupting. What is it? A customer oh yeah, service. Pro- yeah, yeah, telemarketing. Telemarketing. Yeah, that's a good way to get them to quit calling you. It's great because <laughs> we're we're t- you're talking, uh huh, and it's you're just over talking the whole time. Exactly, <laughs> that's right. That's what you have to do to get them to shut up. Sometimes <laughs> they won't stop talking. I want to do like a, a a version of that. I want to be like the telemarketer at some point, like and and have you just keep you know, interrupting me or whatever, but yeah. Oh man, you guys got to watch that. I'm going to put links to that. Well, the, you know, the, um, I have a lot of fun with telemarketers and, and also scammers. I get a lot of that stuff and most people try to get off those lists and I try to get on them because (laughs) the more, the better, you know? And so you never know, like sometimes I'm just not prepared to record a prank and I'll get these phone calls and I'll never say you have the wrong number or I'm not interested. I'll say, can you call back tomorrow? That, <laughs> that keeps you on the list and then maybe I'll be ready to record it. Right. But the thing that I've found is for scammers and for telemarketers, when they feel like they're talking to somebody like the elderly, yeah, yeah, an old man or an old lady, they will do whatever's necessary to make a sale mm-hmm. or to scam you into doing something. Yeah, and so I, I love doing like the el- the elderly couple 
thing mm-hmm. together and go back and forth. Sometimes, <laughs> really, oh yeah. Sometimes you know, I'll answer the phone when when they say is so and so there, and I say hello, and they'll say yeah is uh uh you know sometimes it's the wrong name mm-hmm. or whatever, and I'll say oh yeah oh you're talking about my dad or Jack Senior you know or whatever, <laughs> and um and I'll go get him. Yeah. Oh hello. Very confused, kind of like you know. Oh, okay, this is perfect. You know, they think they're going to get a sale, and yeah. and usually they they feel like they can. You know, we get almost to the selling, almost there, and the whole thing just you goes egg awry. Them on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then at that yeah. point is like, like you've not recorded a lot. Like, are you just doing that just without being recorded, just for your own entertainment? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And long before YouTube, I used to do this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I uh, it, it's fun to kind of drag i have a prank call a recording of a prank call that nobody's ever heard that is 58 minutes long and this poor guy from capital one credit was trying to sell me on a credit card and i just for the longest time did the old man you know it all sounds all right to me uh run it by my wife here hold on here a minute what is this i don't who is it hello and and then so now he's got to go through the whole spiel all over again. <laughs> oh man, it's like Jimmy Stewart and Edith at the same okay, time. Okay, yeah, I will take it to each other. Yeah. Oh man, so you do a lot of impressions. Uh, there's a few that I do. I don't say that I do a lot. I I do. Um, uh, you know Ross Perot, which nobody. Do you knows. really? Nobody I've knows never who heard Ross Perot. Perot see, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's exactly what I mean right there. See, I want to see my face on a five dollar bill. <laughs> and uh, it, so there's a few things that I know how to do, and if I don't, you know, I'll try to learn it or whatever. But right. the old lady and the old man are my, you know, signatures. Yeah, yeah, that I, is so good. Yeah, prank calls are a lot of fun. And I, and I'll tell you this too, a little shout out for a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, long before YouTube. I was a huge fan of who I think is the world's greatest uh, telemarketer prank caller, and uh-huh. that's Tom Mabe. Tom Mabe. He has a YouTube channel called Mabe in America, and Tom <laughs> is hysterical. Now, keep in mind, like back in the day, like, and I'm talking about like 20 years ago, Yeah, I had cassette tapes I think, of this guy. Now, was it just him? Because I think I might have I might have heard this. He's guy. been on some various. He's been on like some compilation stuff too. But yeah. but it's it's him. He, his big focus was revenge of the telemarketers. Like uh-huh. he was going to go after the telemarketers, and that right. was always his goal. Uh-huh. So at a truck stop, for example, on a road trip, if I didn't have anything to listen to, I would go in there and I'd buy a cassette or a CD or whatever it was, you know, uh-huh. and I'd listen to that thing and just wear it out. Yeah. And the prank calls were so fun. That was a huge. Uh, inspiration to mm-hmm. me. And then once YouTube got, and I'd record my own versions of it. When mm-hmm. YouTube started, I just started taping it all. Yeah. So have you met him? You said he's your yeah, friend. Yeah. We became really good friends through YouTube. Uh huh. Yeah. And it was, Tom, I hope that you listen to this podcast, buddy, because I'm going to tell the story. Okay. So the deal is, I did a prank in a video. I shot a video and I uploaded it to YouTube. And, uh, I thought it was hysterical, and I saw this bit that he did on TV, mm-hmm. and uh, my kids came in and said, "Hey, Dad, somebody's doing your uh, your 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 bit on TV." And I go in there and I watch it, and it's Tom, <clears throat> and Tom's doing this you know thing that looked a lot like something that I did, 
But it, it wasn't. It was different. It had a really incredible twist, and he had been doing this bit forever, right? Uh-huh. So he saw the similarity in my bit, uh-huh. and I could definitely see the similarity, you know, too. Uh-huh. So long story short, Tom, uh, I did his version on my YouTube channel. I uh-huh. went, that's a great twist. Now, I was naive. I wasn't thinking anybody would be upset with me about taking an idea like this, but I thought, man, I'm going to do that same twist to my bit. It'll make it better. Uh-huh. So I did it, and I uploaded it to YouTube. Within, I don't know, a few days, Tom Mabe is commenting on my YouTube video. Oh, He's wow. like, hey, this looks like my bit. <clears throat> I was mortified. <laughs> I was like, this guy, he's like an idol to me, this guy. Right, he's mad at he me. He can't be mad at me. No way. So I'm immediately like, I'm, you know, writing back to him and stuff and saying, dude, I'm I'm sorry. I go back to my to my thing and I'm like, hey, credit to Tom Mabe. He made this bit really great, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, that smoothed everything over like instantly, you know. Yeah. So we exchanged numbers and started talking and it turns out this dude is one of the kindest, most compassionate, good dudes. I mean, he's just a really good guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, similarities with faith, and we had we just had a lot in common and stuff. And so yeah. we started to connect. Now here we are years later, and we have a lot of videos with each other under our belt, you know, on my channel and on okay. his channel. Okay, I didn't He know lives that. out in Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and uh, we live in Nashville now, and and uh, so we've connected a ton and have just had a blast yeah. with each other. It's fun to see how things kind of come together over the years after you initially meet somebody. But Is yeah. he an older guy now? Uh, he must, because if he did it 20 he's years a, ago. He's in his 70s, okay. I think, right now. Okay. Wow. No, he's in his, he's oh, probably, he's probably, I have fit. no idea. I know, he's probably 50. <laughs> I, I said that so in that Tom he... will hear it. Yes. <laughs> he's going to be like, hey, <laughs> hey. That's yeah. Not cool. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> No, he's uh, like he's like probably late forties, early fifties, uh, fifty okay. maybe or something oh, like that. All right, I'm yeah. gonna link to him. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, yeah. So uh, back to your faith. So here's what I was thinking about this earlier, and I meant to say this. Um, when you were doing your stuff, so I first met you doing the Ed Bassmaster stuff, and then I, you know, would naturally go over to Jack Vale Films and all the other stuff that you were doing. This is going to be your longest podcast ever. Oh, I think. dude. Are we I'm good. good? Okay, good. No, uh, the, mine good. are usually like a good conversation okay. is is 45 minutes to an hour. So we're at like 35 minutes right now. So, so you have to go? No, I do not have to okay. be anywhere. Okay. And I, I hope we can keep going. Okay. So uh, your faith, like I started seeing, like I, I didn't really follow you on social media until just recently. And then I, but the first time I, I started following you, I was like, oh, he's talking about Jesus mm-hmm. all the time. Like he's a born again, like he's no apologies about that. Mm-hmm. Um, have you gotten any kickback or, or, you know, angry people about that you're a Christian or do you, is it mostly just like, Hey, that's so cool. I didn't, didn't know you were a believer. I get a little bit of negativity once in a while, but I'd say that for the most part, it's been incredibly, um, overwhelming support yeah. actually. And I think, uh, you know, the thing that kind of blew my mind is that, uh, there's a, there's a handful of fans that I have who are atheists and, uh, they just think that I that I should be non apologetic and that I have the right to do it and and uh, you know and we'll engage in some really good meaningful conversation and that's who we're supposed to be yeah. in the body of Christ you know I mean we're supposed to uh, kind of take that avenue and and I I enjoy that I really like that I've actually noticed that Jesus said if I be lifted up I'll draw all men unto me and I love that because. Mm. I have noticed that the tweets and Instagram posts and stuff like that that do the best 
happen to be the ones where I'm sharing my faith. Yeah. And I just think that's an interesting observation. I don't know exactly why that is. Part of it is I think, you know, I've kind of developed this fan base of uh, people that know uh, all of my stuff is family friendly. So there's a hunch. Yeah, that, sure. That maybe there's some faith there. There's a, you know, and uh, over the past, I'd say, year maybe, I've been overwhelmingly more bold, mm-hmm. I guess, about my faith. And why is that? And uh, well, I think that um, the older I get, the more there's just this this more of a longing, kind of a desire to 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 get that message out there. To make that message come across, yeah, uh, kind of like uh, you, you know, never know. Yeah, if I'll get a chance again to do it. I'm going to use this platform. Yeah, that's right. I I really am not. I'm not apologetic about my faith at all, and I want people to know uh, where I stand. I don't have to necessarily boldly proclaim anything in my life if I don't want to, except my Christianity, hmm. because that's the one thing that Christ asked, not asked, command, commanded us. Commanded yeah. us to do. He commanded us to go into the world and preach the gospel. Uh, that wasn't for one guy. Mm-hmm. That was for everyone. Mm-hmm. And and we have to kind of accept that and embrace that. I think that we've sort of moved into this um, this interesting... I'm going to start preaching now. Preach no. it. Okay. Uh, we've moved into this interesting place where now I think a lot of people are... We're more afraid because we're intimidated. Mm-hmm. We're intimidated by the media, by the backlash, by the way that Christians are perceived. Um, and I certainly understand that, and that's what persecution is. Mm-hmm. The, you know, it's going to get worse. It's yeah. not going to get better. Well, we're kind of in the first world persecution. That's more like the social media and the shaming and the yeah, sort of the the bullying on social media. I consider that kind of like first world. Like that's not. Like persecution, yeah. Like yeah. When you look at what it what what it was back in the day, yeah. And the and and they and they stood up for yeah. Christ, and it is in now. that time. It and and here we are, like now. we're afraid we're gonna get you know, uh, we're gonna afraid we're afraid that we're gonna cry right. because our feelings <laughs> because somebody's you know right. getting angry at us for our faith or mm-hmm. writing something a bad comment about who cares about that right, right really I mean who cares this is something so much bigger and also man. You know, I'm in my. I started this YouTube stuff when I was in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I'm in my 40s now, and when you reach 45, you start to go. You start thinking. In five years, I'm going to be in my 50s. Yeah. That's weird. Yep, I'm 47, and, so I'm, I'm okay. There. I've been thinking you're, like that. You're going to be there like tomorrow. I know, man. That's really close. Know. <laughs> but you start. You have a family, and you start yeah. to think about things. Yeah. You know what's really important, and uh, I don't know. It really, I think, comes down to just really having a relationship with Christ and and knowing that above all that is the most important thing in my life. Mm-hmm. And um we are called to tell people about Jesus. There's no if ands or buts about it. And yeah. I see a lot of um pastors and a lot of uh uh you know a lot of ministers and a lot of people today kind of afraid to preach all that is in the scriptures, mm-hmm. and we've compromised it, and we're afraid to talk about it, and we don't want the backlash, and we want to grow in numbers, and that's all we care about, and that concerns me. And I think more of us need to um, take a stand and and be a little bit more uh, bold, mm-hmm. 
proclaiming the gospel. You have any uh, books or uh, things that have influenced your faith more than, other than the Bible? Uh, than, and, and do you have a kind of a are you are you disciplined in your reading of scripture, or were you just grown up that way and it's still there? Uh, I'm still words. not as dip- disciplined in reading the word as I should be. Yeah, uh, and I say that, you know, um, as you want to be, maybe right? I do want to be. Yeah, yeah, I do want to to uh, to spend. I, I don't know if I'll ever reach a point where I'm going to say that I'm happy with as much time, you know, as I actually spend sure. in the word yeah. and in prayer and stuff. But um, but I do as often as I can, and it comes up around the house quite a bit, different topics and things. And uh-huh. so we'll dig into scripture and find out if that's right or accurate or whatever. Are your kids going to public school or are they homeschooled? No, they're homeschooled. Or? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're homeschooled. So you have a lot of time, family time. Yeah, we have a lot of family time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. So balancing work. And, you know, the funny thing to me is comedy is an interesting thing because. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm just a stupid, you know, comedy guy talking about the Bible now, and we're having a serious conversation. <laughs> hey, and man, you, you wouldn't believe the it. people who are like, "Oh, I can't believe he calls himself a Christian." You know, he's farting on people at Walmart, and it's so funny. Offending people. It, it's so funny to me because I'm like, you, you know, you cannot tell me that the disciples and people of the Bible were not farting back then. Right. This ha- Jesus was it, human flesh, you know. Right. These were fleshly people. These were people with bodies just like they you and me. Gas. They had gas. They must have. The, there had the pull my finger jokes had to have happened back then. You know that they were all kind of around a campfire and that stuff. Yeah. Somebody would let one go and there was dead silence and then it they would all start busting a laugh. I want to see a scripture. I, I, please, you know. <laughs> Maybe it's there. We just haven't found it right, yet or yeah. something. Yeah. I'm going to look for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Make that your mission. That's so, right. So sorry, you're getting around, you're going around your family time and yeah. your kids, and mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. that's when you have good discussions about it's, it. We have a lot of fun discussions about Scripture, and I think that's really healthy and good. And I think that, um, you know, we find that sometimes I'm a little too caught up in work, and I have to kind of go, look, we got to take some time off and yeah. and focus on family and... and uh, yeah. You know, pray together and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, you've had your wife on your Jackpod podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now you're getting ready to start another podcast with your daughter. Yeah. Madison. So, Madison. So oh. is that out yet? No. I but saw a nice preview. Yeah. We were have we, there's chemistry there, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Madison, Madison, Madison. She's, <laughs> she's 17. Yep. And uh, she's uh, such a sweetheart. But you know, <laughs> having a 17-year-old... Have you ever had a 17-year-old? I have a 19-year-old boy and a 17-year-old okay. son as well. Okay. So two sons, 19 okay. and 17. And then I have a 10-year-old daughter. So I'm looking forward to... Oh, good. ...this kind of interaction yeah. happening. Well... If you can prolong that at all, maybe you should think about it. Yeah. I don't know if that's an option. Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Lock her away or something. <laughs> but um no, it's it, you know, Madison is fantastic and it's she's a lot of fun to uh to hang out with. She's a real sweetheart. Um and you know, yeah, this company Brew reached out and said, "Hey, we want to do exclusive podcasts." Really? And uh, yeah, so I have the Jackpod which I love doing that podcast. I'm getting ready to do season two of the Jackpod here pretty soon. 
but I do that by myself. Yeah. And, and then um, and you have like guests like Morgan Freeman and Morgan Freeman and Chris, Chris Walken. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, these guys. Yeah. yeah they're, they're amazing. That oh, you're connected to them. That yes. Way. I know they're, they're yeah. good for, for being willing to come in and <laughs> <laughs> why is that funny? Watch the Jack, listen to the jackpot to and the find jackpot. out why that's funny. Yeah. You will hear them. Uh, <laughs> But you know when they when Brew approached me, uh, is it a they, beer company? It's not. It has nothing to do with beer. <laughs> Brew is kind of like I guess there's a new podcast brewing. I don't know. Oh, oh. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it is. It's Brew.com, and it's uh, they're coming out with an app really soon okay. where these podcasts are going to be available exclusively. So oh. I wish I could tell you more, but I don't know all the details. Mm-hmm. But it is a Brew original. It's going to be called the Mad Dad Show. And it's just me and my co-host, Madison Rose. <laughs> She's such a beautiful singer and a lot of fun to talk to. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Our perspectives are different, Yeah, Eric. Yeah, uh, Really? Yeah. 17-year-old girl, 45-year-old dad. <laughs> you know, our perspectives are different. So we're going to talk about stuff. You know, the slang today changes every morning I wake up. Really? The kids come up with new words, yep. new you know, shortcuts to things, it blows my mind. And I, I tell her things that she doesn't know what it means either. Right. Stuff that I remember when I was a kid. See, that's the kind of stuff that's going to be really, really fun is all the banter back and forth about you. Because yeah. we're close in age. So I'm guessing yes. that, you know, some of the stuff I'm going to totally relate to. And I've got a 17-year-old boy who, oh, yeah. you know, same deal, making up stuff mm-hmm. and millennial as all get out, Yep, you know, in the sense of that. Mm-hmm. And I love him. I mm-hmm. love him to death, but it's good that you love your son. I do love my son. <laughs> That's uh, good. You know? uh, my, my daughter is the talker in our family, so I could see oh, yeah. her having. Oh, the girl? No kidding. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, this is going to be really, really good. And your your daughter also writes songs. She's a singer, right? She's a singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's um, she's going to release her first uh, eleven song album. She just signed with a label recently. What uh, kind of music? Less than is a year it? ago. Uh Country pop. Okay, country pop. That's Yeah, I think that's the official genre. But I'll tell you, I've listened to some of the songs, uh-huh. and I don't sense country in quite a, bu- quite a few of them. Mostly so I think, I think it's a very blurry kind of gray area nowadays. <laughs> Music is changing so fast. Yeah, I mean, I think people a stereotype when it's out of Nashville, mm-hmm. country has to kind of be in there, which isn't, you know, yeah. it's not really true. I yeah. Mean, even country coming out of nashville is not country it's yeah it's not even rock it, it's pop I yeah mean, taylor swift really changed it yeah for us yeah true here. yeah nashville's a cool place to write songs though mm-hmm. madison's had a blast and yeah. she's noticed a huge difference in in uh, like writing sessions in california versus here yeah the people here are trying to Oh, I don't want to badmouth California writers, but I do want to say, uh, specifically here in Nashville, it seems like people want to really tell a story. Yeah, yeah. It's not baby, 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 yeah. baby, baby, baby. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, let's tell a story about something. Right. And I think she really enjoys that. Yeah. Well, uh, Chrissy, my wife's a writer. So that's one of the first things we connected about was, hey, you ought to get Madison to go to one of the Brave Worships. She mentors young songwriters that's her thing that's awesome so if yeah. madison ever wants to connect with chrissy or or whatever um please i mean let's definitely do that that would be awesome she she'd love it really sharp yeah um okay well, uh, one one last kind of topic i want to dive into yeah or two things three things actually four things go <laughs> ahead things. Four. <laughs> is um you're 
going to be doing some films and TV shows. Like, yes. That's another part of it that I didn't realize. I know it's Jack Vale Films, mm-hmm. but you're a super like ADD creative person. So tell me a little bit about that. You've also done some acting work, and but mm-hmm. tell me what you've got on the books that you can talk about. We, we You know what? Uh, I, I'm starting a production company. I have a production company now, but I'm joining mm-hmm. up with somebody else to start a different one, uh, specializing in... Christian and family films. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about that. Uh, we have some stuff in the works. We're working on two films right now, actually. And one is, uh, how much can I say about this without, uh, l- let's see here. No, don't give it away. Uh, I know you probably uh, have it, to. I, there's, I want to talk about it like you wouldn't believe. Funny stuff. Funny <laughs> stuff, Eric. Uh, it, it's really it's really exciting. It's Let me just, we, we have got some funny stuff i've always um been really fascinated with um good uh comedy well acted scripted intelligent comedy intelligent comedy and i will say this i love films like napoleon dynamite or nacho libre mm-hmm. I, en- I enjoyed them uh jared Hess's stuff i think is great i i just Really like simple storytelling, yeah, and letting the characters kind of just yes. be funny for who the characters were written to be, yeah. That's what we've created, and mm-hmm. we have some stuff coming out that I'm really excited to to share really soon. Um, I joined up with uh, one of my favorite comedic directors um, uh, a few about three years ago. Uh-huh. Um, he created some of the most iconic comedy films of our time mm-hmm. and uh Can we talk about those? we ended uh he created uh dumb and dumber no way for example yeah and so we um yeah i can t- i think i can tell that story uh i didn't know that throughout my youtube career that uh the uh, YouTube Farrelly family, yeah, had been watching Which my family? the Farrelly family, the Farrelly. right? Mm-hmm. Had been watching some of my videos, and the kids really liked my videos. And uh, one time, I went to a, a premiere at um, uh, for Dumb and Dumber Two, mm-hmm. and we the, were at, the real one, we, not the Dumb and Dumberer, oh, the the real Dumb and Dumber Dumber Two mm-hmm. premiere, yeah, in 2014, yeah, actually. Yeah. And uh, we were at the after party. And these kids came up to me and they were like, hey, are you Jack Vale? And I go, yeah. And they said, can we get a picture? And I said, sure. So I turned around and we started to take a picture. But my kids were there too. And they were waiting. They were really excited to get their picture with Jeff Daniels. Uh And they were hoping that Jim Carrey would come out and they'd get a picture with him too. And here comes Jeff Daniels right at the time that I'm posing with these kids. And I go, hey, guys, hang on one second. And I turned (laughs) over to my kids. I was a douche. And I took a picture of my kid with Jeff Daniels, and I turned back around, and those kids were gone. Oh, I no, felt like such Jack. a jerk. Oh. And uh, I'm acknowledging my faults, dude. Hey, that's great. That's what this is all about. Jeez. Honesty, vulnerability. Judging me. Confession. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Okay, so uh, I wait. I'm looking around. It's a very crowded room. I spot the kids. I got really happy. I reached in, you know, and I'm like, I, I was able to reach through the crowd, pull on his jacket. He turns around. I go, hey, man. He goes, hey. I go, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to turn around like that. I just was waiting. I wanted, wanted to get a picture with my kid, Jeff mm-hmm. Daniels, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, no, nah, man, it's it's totally fine. Listen, if you want uh, 
anything else or, you know, just let me know. You know, my dad's Peter Farrelly. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so I couldn't believe it, you know. Oh. Uh, next thing you know, we finished getting pictures and, you know, whatnot and, and stuff. And then they disappeared. And about 15 minutes later, I, see, I feel somebody tap my shoulder and I mm-hmm. turn around. And uh, this kid goes, hey, I wanted to introduce you to my dad. Mm-hmm. And Peter Farrelly mm-hmm. comes up to me and he goes... Jack Vale. How awesome is that? It was so awesome. Surreal almost. It was absolutely surreal. It uh-huh. was just like, this is weird. Uh-huh. And uh, so we connected and we exchanged information. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people think because of my career on YouTube that um, I'm really into unscripted, you know, like prank shows and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which I am. Mm-hmm. But at this point, we were getting ready to start filming, I think, a our own TV show. Mm-hmm. So at this time, uh, it turned out to be a really good time to just kind of connect with him right away. I think it was about a month later, I reached out to him and said, hey, I got a great idea for a scripted show. And uh, long story short, we ended up uh, connecting. He came out and to meet with me mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, liked the idea. And awesome we started working together. We ended up selling the show. And I, I can't give any more details out about that, but we did sell it to a major network. And we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, right after that, you know, we started filming our, our uh, TV show, Jack Vale Offline, which aired on HLN for a year. And uh, that was a lot of fun. We The family moved to Vegas and we shot pranks together as a family <laughs> and, you know, and everything. So I've been busy in the TV world and now busy in the in the film world. And it's really cool when things like that happen because I think that really opened my eyes to people that can can be watching you and you have no idea who these mm-hmm. people are. Yeah. And in this case, it happened to be somebody that, you know, I mean, we're a dumb and dumber family. You know, we're really into <laughs> fart jokes and pranks and right. we're like, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah. Man, that's, that's, that's incredible. That's Sorry a, that story I was think, so long. Well, I think what it teaches me and probably our listeners is that you never know there's all good things happen Mm -hmm. when you put yourself out there and Mm -hmm. when you are uh when you kind of break through maybe maybe you have courage to do certain things or you have boldness to do certain things um if there's something like there's a, a desire in your heart to do something great but you're a little bit scared by it or intimidated by it um that's probably what you should do. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what this podcast is about is that mm-hmm. to encourage people to get out there. I think that's the, one of the biggest inspirations I get from your story is um, all of these things wouldn't have come to you had you not put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, I, you know, you didn't have all these grand um, plans. You just wanted to market your, your pooter, you know, at yeah. the time initially, mm-hmm. but it, it also became a vehicle for you that was, in your heart, you had been influenced by comedy, and it gave you a an opportunity to express yourself, and you probably feel very fulfilled in that. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, well. yeah. So um, that's one of the things I love about your story is just that um, you're living out your your dream, your desire, your your you know this is this is a vehicle for you, and and great things are happening for you. And I think mm-hmm. that's you know whether someone's a writer or they're an actor or they mm-hmm. want to pursue something. Uh, that mm-hmm. they should do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Okay, well, I, we, we have to wrap it up. I, I wanted to kind of wrap it up with these kind of rapid fire questions. Great. Um, have you ever heard these before? Like you said, you listened to maybe a podcast episode or so, but I yeah. did. I do this with a, with m- not all of my guests, but okay. but some of them. You know, the podcasts uh, that I listened to didn't have guests. No, oh, it's just me. Yeah, babbling about myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, seven questions. Okay, all right, you ready? Ooh. Don't think about these. Just say it. Just say oh, it. Oh no! All right, let's do okay? it. All right, we can always edit later. Yeah, <laughs> you could say yeah. it in your accent. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Nope, sorry. Hank Hill coming out of me. Je- who's that? Hank Hill? What do you mean, who's Hank Hill? I don't know who that is. Eric, what's the matter with you? I don't know. I need Did you to- ever watch King of the Hill? No, I've never watched King of the Hill. Never. Okay, okay. Let's go back just a hair further. Okay. Did you ever watch Beavis and Butthead? I did watch Beavis and Butthead. Do you remember Tom Anderson, the old man? Yeah. That's- Bad gummit, if those boys come over here, I'm going to come over there and two shakes of a lamb's tail. And- <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that voice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they took that voice. That was Mike Judge. They took that voice and into, into Hank. Hank yeah, Hill. Hank. They made him oh, Hank Hill. Yeah. Oh, I am a loser that I don't know that. That's okay. I forgive you. Okay. Um, I'm ready. What is the greatest lesson you have ever learned? That's an easy one. Because can, do I have time or do you? Do I have to say just, it fast? No. Just, okay. So here's the deal. Not think about it. I'm not going to think about it. The greatest lesson I have ever learned is that. Every single thing I do in my life is really leading to more telling of the gospel. I mean, I know that that's deep, mm-hmm. but I have learned, I think, over the years that relationships, building relationships with people, meeting new people, it's all really, it all boils down to these are new people that you can talk about the gospel with, that you can share the love of Jesus with. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good... It's you know, a stewardship. People, it's stewardship. Like, God yeah. gives you talents. He's given mm-hmm, you gifts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you need to... Relationships are gifts and talents, in yeah. my opinion. Kingdom kingdom gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that I really do... I mean, I'm blessed to be able to do what I love, but everything is really a job. Everybody has a job to do. So whether you work at the mill uh-huh. or some factory somewhere or whether you're an entertainer, it all really boils down to you can have a strong impact on somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is that this is all going to end. And the older you get pretty soon, you know, you what's next? What's yeah. the next level? You die and, and that's it? No. No, you don't. No. There's eternal life. Um, and it's an adventure to live that, like that. Yeah. That's an adventure. When you can have that perspective. Yep. Man, every day you get a, mm-hmm. a new chance to impact the the world mm-hmm. with the gospel. That's great. Uh, number two, what new things are you just learning now, Jack Vale? Oh, and I have to say this without thinking. Uh, what new things you am I learning? You just shared something with me that you're excited about before we got on air. Yes. I don't uh, know why I'm going like this. Like, Wait. Yeah. You just did. Yeah. Too bad nobody can see that movement in your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Wait. Remind me on what I just said. You were talking about the caster. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the yeah. But what was the question? What new things are oh. you just learning now? That's oh, the thing that like came up the to mind. the roadcaster. Yeah, That's <laughs> a, okay. Well, uh, we're talking do you about have something a, better. Uh, well, new things am I learning now? Um, are you reading a book? Are you studying something? Are you growing in some area? Or are you just kind of sitting around not learning anything? Ever. I, 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 yeah, my mind pretty much, yeah. I mean, I, uh, 
I'm sorry, dude, but you're going to have to give me a second on that one. I'm trying to think of something new. Something new. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be amazing? No. Well, I am excited about the Roadcaster. Okay. Is this a shout out for the Roadcaster? I guess it is. It can be. It's a cool podcasting all in one. Well, that's the mo- I'm learning a lot about podcasting, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a brand new thing that I just started. Mm-hmm. And I love being on the radio. I've been a guest on radio shows before, mm-hmm. and I loved it. So when I started doing the podcast, uh, and setting up a studio in my house and stuff. It was fantastic. And coming here to you mm-hmm. with your setup here that I'm looking around, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think that voice is, um, believe it or not, it kind of seems like you're going back in time, but it's not. I think it's the future. Yeah. Podcasting is bigger and more popular today than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a ton of shows to choose from. Yeah. And uh, brands are really into it too, which is really a good opportunity for us podcasters too. And I love it because I love to have conversations with people. Yeah. Love it. I, I want to learn about them, hear their stories and stuff. And I'm a little long winded sometimes. I probably should have been a preacher. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're doing exactly what you're, you're preaching okay. to a different audience okay. uh, now. And, and I, I love it. No, I think okay. it's nothing stimulates the imagination like audio in your head. Mm-hmm. And nothing connects people mm-hmm. like audio, I yeah. find. Yeah. Um, and, and I love, like, the way that I have it set up at home is, like, I got this the Pro Tools set up and the computer's up and I got all this stuff. The Rodecaster's this little portable. It's kind of portable, but it can be stationary. Yeah. And it sounds phenomenal. I don't yeah. have it yet. It arrives next week. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear it because you, take, you can take it with you. A couple of mics, a couple of stands, and... And that, and that's all you need oh, yeah. to sound awesome. And you can be mobile. You can do it anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited about yeah. it. I want to Road needs it. to send you some money for this episode. Okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him. Okay. Um, how has failure shaped your life? You don't look like somebody who's failed. No, well, ah. <laughs> that's not the case. Okay. Uh, no, I have definitely failed. And it, it shaped me a lot. I, the biggest failure that I would talk about is... What's the failure you don't want to talk about? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's actually something that I'm going to talk about, oh, actually. Okay. okay. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. Failure, comedy is a weird thing because it, to be a Christian in comedy, y- you have to know which lines to not step over. Yeah. Because your brain goes to places that you want to talk about, but it may not be appropriate. Mm-hmm. And that's just the that's just the reality. Yeah. God made our bodies, uh, and I understand that. But there are certain things that may have to do with bodily stuff or uh, girlfriend-boyfriend stuff, married stuff, mm-hmm. that might be inappropriate for certain audiences. And I think that the biggest thing for me is is the constant learning. I mean, there have been times where I've uploaded a couple of videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Huge mistake. Mm. Huge mistake. They didn't come across the right way. Uh, one time I uploaded a video that seemed a little mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. And I did not. it didn't seem mean-spirited to me until I saw a couple of comments come in. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, people really didn't like this video. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the video and I saw the point. From their perspective. And I went, oh, okay. And I took the video down and I thought, well... I probably should have included the clips of the, the, the subjects laughing and having a good time when they were told that they were on camera, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And so those I would consider failed videos, and I've learned from every time, you know, I've failed at something and tried to kind of, you know, do better later. But comedy is a, 
you know, it's it's a hard thing. I mean, you yeah. don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you say something, you offend somebody, and you know, you're sorry that you did it. It's hard. It really is. It's it's one of the most difficult. That's why some of the the best actors are ones that have a good comedic ability. Mm-hmm. You know, nat- natural have have worked on that. Like mm-hmm. Tom Hanks would be one. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. he's such a great actor, serious mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. Um, but he got his roots in comedy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, um, okay. Next one. What have you read that I should read, or what have you listened to that I should listen to? Podcast. Um, okay. Listen to, you should listen to the jackpot. Number one, number two, you should, <laughs> I do already. okay, good. You should, uh, you should read a book by just any book. A, a, no, you just read any book. <laughs> Can I, I gotta tell you, you should, you should, you should read a book called, look this up for me. It's by Francis Chan. Chan? Yes. Francis Chan. And, uh, I read it recently. A friend of mine from California told me I have to read this book and I did absolutely blew my mind. This book, which one? Help! That's what you, oh, that's what you're supposed oh, well, to help me with. Church books. is some. The word church, I think, is in it. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it is. Um, it's fairly new book. It uh, is letters to the church. Letters to the church is the I'm name of the book. One. Thank you, sir. Okay. So glad you have a laptop in front of you. <laughs> uh, Francis Chan, you have not read it. I've not read that one. No, I've read several. Crazy Love has been one. Let me give you like two sentences of a brief brief synopsis because everybody should read this book. I think. Okay. Okay. Uh, church has sort of uh, churches today. I think have sometimes in some aspects have kind of lost the the initial mission, and this book is really about him building this mega church yep. and then walking away from it and yeah. what he learned when he walked away from it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that stuck out to me is he started these like small groups. And I remember when small groups started years ago, more and more people were talking about it. And I was like, oh, what is this? I'm not going to go talk to a bunch of people, have cookies and punch. Well, I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> now that I'm older, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Because the early church small groups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you study scripture, you find out, oh, wait, this is actually how the church got started in the yeah. first place, yeah. where Jesus found this small group of guys, and this is, you know, kind of, you study it, and you go, wow, this is really cool. You build relationships with people, and then that expands, and then you build more relationships. And it's really cool to 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 read about the stuff that he learned, and it's really about getting back to the mission that God called us to do. You've got a comedian on your show, and I feel like all he's doing is talking about... Preaching, man. Okay. No, it's great. Never, okay. ever worry about that. That's okay. exactly what I cool. was hoping. I want you to be you. All right. right so, on. that's awesome. Good. Have Good. you ever talked this openly on like a podcast or a radio show? Not or? on a podcast. Have you ever gone to focus on the family? Not on radio. Nope. Done the nope. On the- nope. Nope. Okay. Uh-uh. Nope. would have been interesting if you would do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should. In interviews. You know, Leslie Nielsen, do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He used to Big have... Fan of he used him. to have a little... So am I. Mm. He used to have this little thing. God rest his soul. I was gonna, I was gonna do it, yeah. But he would do like a Good Morning America interview, yes. and nobody would know that he had it with him. It's on YouTube; and, you can find it. Oh, you there, dude, there's tons of them mm-hmm. of actual serious interviews, and they're like, you know, talking to him about method acting and all this stuff. Like, how do you, you know, experience and whatever? And he'll just in the middle of a, and then he'll be totally deadpan, silent, hilarious guy. Absolutely naked gun, and uh, before that, airplane. Yeah, uh, great movies. Was so good. Oh, yeah, man, I grew up on that stuff. Yeah, see the, the yeah, it's a <sighs> it's a form of humor that's been around forever. All right, three more questions. Great. What have you done that I should do? Oh, well, I mean, 
go to Haiti. I mean, I, I think that everybody should. Have you been to Haiti? No. Okay, good. Actually, good. I have been on a cruise ship. Okay. Have you ever been to <laughs> like where? A no, co- I've never been in a third world other than Philippines. Well, I got to tell, tell you something funny. <laughs> have you ever, you've never been to a place like this? Wait, uh, you said Philippines. the Philippines. Yes. Well, the minute we got off the plane and got on a bus and headed to the hotel, you look around and you know you're not at home. Right. <laughs> and you get the sense for because it's you're walking, there's garbage and goats and pigs and stuff walking around, just and everybody intermingling and being living together, you know, and you just kind of can't believe it. After you experience it though, and you come home, your whole life is completely changed because. I went to my closet and the garage and all these places in my house, and I'm like, I don't need all this crap. Yeah. <laughs> you became a minimalist, you know. Yeah, I became a minimalist. Exactly. I and I really, you know, kind of did. Like, yeah. I sold a bunch of stuff Burge. on eBay. Mm-hmm. I went to the Salvation Army and got rid of boxes of stuff. But you know, I definitely came to the realization that I don't need this stuff. What I want is relationships with people Mm -hmm. and I want to shoot videos. Mm -hmm. So I kept my camera equipment, my recording (laughs) stuff and my pooter and now I'm good. (laughs) You're good. That's all you got. Yeah, Same clothes. You got one item for each day. That's right. If I can make people laugh, that's all I really care about. That's awesome. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, All right. Next question. Mm -hmm. Um, Who do you know that I should know or that you could introduce me to? Or that I could introduce you to? Uh, Jim Brewer. Okay, who's that? Okay, who's that? Who's Jim Brewer? I'm sorry. Jim Jim Brewer. Jim Jim Brewer is one of the greatest stand-up comedians in the world. I know that some people might think that that's, well, that's quite a bold statement, but it it, it really is justifiably so. I'm looking him up right now. Uh, You're going to know who he is probably when you see him. Half-baked. Oh, Um, he, yeah. he he was uh, Goat Boy and Joe Pesci on Saturday Night Live. I love this guy. He, yeah, he's fantastic. So Jim has been recognized in public for being me. Uh-huh. And, yep. I, and I have been recognized for being him. Mm-hmm. And uh, can we keep talking or do you have to cut this short? No, I'm good. I'm looking at pictures of Jim Brewer. L- l- let me tell you this uh, story. So I'll give you an example of something that happened, a couple of things that happened to me. I was filming a TV show for Dick Clark Productions, uh-huh. who, who used to do bloopers and practical jokes. Loved it. Well, that Ed show- man. Yep. And, yep. And Dick Clark. So they came, this show came back and they had Dean Kane who hosted it. Yes. And I did all, I co-produced all of the hidden camera segments. Really? And starred in all of the hidden camera, the pranks. I didn't know this. Yes, go back and and watch the show or look look it up online that's, or something. That's a great honor. So they took the practical jokes uh, part out of the title and they decided we're just going to call it bloopers. Mm-hmm. I was in Huntington Beach and I was shooting bloopers and I would get uh, recognized every once in a while for a picture or something like that. And this one guy, he was sitting on, he was like this hippie, free spirited guy, you know. And he, there he was sitting on a bench with a buddy of his. And he's like, all of a sudden, I'm walking, to, we're taking a break. And we're rapping. And so the camera crew and me were walking over to this restaurant. And I hear, "Woo!" <laughs> and I turn around and there's this guy. And he's got his arm up. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> how's, it, how's it going? You know? Yeah, right. And I just wait. He gets up off the bench. He goes, dude, I thought it was you, man. I can't believe this. Yo, <laughs> dude, this is great. You know? He goes, can we get a picture? We got a picture. And then he goes, Yeah. And we start walking. It wasn't until we start parting ways. He's like, yeah, half-baked, baby. <laughs> half-baked. 
So I knew he thought I was Jim Brewer. Mm-hmm. So we part ways. That was it. That guy, because we had to keep filming mm-hmm. for you know a couple of weeks longer in Huntington Beach. And that guy would see me out there because he was like one of these hippie guys that was out there all the time. So <laughs> oh, every no. day he would see me filming and stuff. Right. And we became friends and stuff. But I made that poor <laughs> I made that poor guy think I was Jim Brewer for like two weeks. <laughs> Did you eventually tell him? I eventually told him. Yeah, like, I mean, it was at the end. I'm like, hey, dude, I know you think I'm Jim. What's funny is I actually know him, mm-hmm. but I'm not him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then so it's hard good. for people to believe. And I should have, if I had done my research, I should have introduced you. I'm so happy to have Jim Brewer here on the podcast. Oh, dude, yeah. Right in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get good at that. And sure. nobody does it like Jim. But mm-hmm. Goat Boy was really a thing. And I was in with my family and they thought it was Jim Brewer's family and everything. And I was in Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. and this guy came up to me and he just like whispered over at me. And it was one of these like, I don't want to bother you, but uh, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to say, I think you're great. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, thanks man. I appreciate it. And you don't know who they think you are. Cause right, they're not right. going, you're Jim Brewer. Yeah. They're just like, dude, you're awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You know? Oh, that's so and like, Hey, um, Dude, I wish you could do Goat Boy right now. I don't want to draw a lot of attention, but I, I'm like, okay. At that point, I call I called Jim, and I'm you, like, dude, there's this it? guy here that thinks you know I'm you. Uh, but anyway, so that'd have been you funny know, if you got him on the phone and was like, this is the real Jim Brewer. Yeah, yeah. So, J- Jim is great. Yeah. And and getting back to your question, Jim is great, and he's a lot of fun. Uh, Christian guy, mm-hmm. um, it, which didn't happen until I don't know ten years ago. Yeah. 15 years ago, something like that, I want to say. But um, yeah, he, he uh, you know, God just kind of changed his life and, and he, he switched his whole bit. What's mm-hmm. funny is I took my wife to see Jim do stand-up one time. I'm sorry I'm so long-winded there. Oh, okay, no. Uh, and it was in Sacramento, uh-huh. California. This is a wildfire question now. It's not just rapid. It's just... Okay, beautiful. We're spreading. And so we went to go see him. I've never seen him really do stand-up. I just knew who he was from SNL and some yeah, movies yeah. and stuff like that. So we went to see a stand-up. <laughs> and, and we almost couldn't stay for the whole thing because it was so adultish. Oh, really? And so <laughs> at one point, we were just like, yeah, we should. Uh, this yeah, is too. You're like this embarrassed. Is. Yeah. And so it wasn't until later. And Jim will tell you too. Like you can find old videos and stuff, whatever. Well, I don't know the whole story exactly, but Jim wrote a book on it, and I think his wife did. And, and wow. anyway, he turned into this family guy and started going to church with his wife and and praying for him and all this kind of stuff, and just changed his priorities. Now mm-hmm. you can go see him with your kids, you mm-hmm. know. And he just changed his whole bit. What was interesting to me is you go watch his stand up now, and he's every bit as funny. In fact, I think more funny because now his whole stand up routine is about his kids and his wife and how hard yeah. it is having teenagers, and it's family based and a lot of people can relate to that so it's super cool that's so cool yeah um okay so uh last two questions um i'll answer quickly yeah first one is uh what is your favorite and least favorite what are your favorite and least favorite videos that you still have up on youtube oh okay uh my least favorite is really really stupid (laughs) it's called walking into invisible spider webs Okay. Uh, and I thought, it sounds funny. I, I thought I almost took it down because it got such a backlash of people going, this is so <laughs> stupid. Actually, it's probably a, a tie between invisible spider webs and uh, sour candy. Okay. Invisible spider webs. I just walk around and, you know, because my idea was, 
my idea was you you see you always because you know what it is already you figured it out you see people you've you've done it before right and you lose your mind because you think there's a spider definitely (laughs) associated with that web and your your arms are flailing all over the place you're like you know you just freak out and you're in a public situation (laughs) and uh so I wanted to do it, but I don't think it came across the way I wanted it to. I yeah. think it just – I'm like a guy on drugs in yeah. this video or something. But I left it up. Mm-hmm. Some people say you either like it or you hate it. Right. Uh, I, I wish I would have taken it down <laughs> after this podcast. I might – no, I'll leave no, it up. I'll leave it because I'm uh, link to it. And Sour Candy was real similar mm-hmm. where – I hate to say this, but all it was was I was having conversations with people. I'd ask for an employee or something, uh-huh. and while they were uh, helping me find something or reading something for me, uh-huh. I would have a piece of candy in my mouth, and my whole face would change, and I'd pucker up, and I would just do this weird voice and like, <laughs> you know. And so I did that, and those are two of the dumbest, dumbest videos, videos I've ever made uh-huh. that I'm not even sure they belong on YouTube. <laughs> uh, the best videos are probably... No, just one. Just one. Like one, if one video. If I had to pick one Your video, favorite. I would say that my favorite video is probably... Um, I guess it's I Got Punched. I got punched. Yeah. I'm very it, familiar with that one. Yeah. Do you want me to expand or? No, I'm going to link to it. You okay. Get punched. I got punched. Yeah. You did get punched in Walmart. I didn't want it to happen. Yep. But it's it happened. Great. Okay. It is a good one. Great. It's, it's, it's your most popular video. Because people just wanted to see me get hit, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. Um, okay. And my last question. Okay. This is a personal question. Uh-oh. Uh, f- not for you, but a personal request okay. from me. Mm-hmm. I would love to be in the background, not in a video, mm-hmm. but I would love to be there when you do a prank. Okay. I'm, so that's my request. Could I at some point mm-hmm. be there or is mm-hmm. that not cool? It would be very cool. Would it be very cool? Yeah, I'd be super cool. Well, I would be totally like your gopher, whatever you need me to do. I would just love to be useful. Yeah, if you wanted me to be useful, let's do it. Would you do it? That'd would be great. Yeah, yes. we should do Give something. Me a high at the, five. Yeah, we should do something at the factory. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it at the factory. Let's do it. Yeah, I love the factory. Yeah, it's, me too. Especially that big open area. I know you go. Mm-hmm. I've seen you at the factory doing stuff in the little other lobby area there. Yeah, the, the yeah, factory yeah, for yeah. you guys is is a Franklin, Tennessee mm-hmm. landmark. Kind of an indoor indoor shopping yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, it's much cooler mm-hmm. than it was twenty years ago when I was first when I first moved here. Really? By the way. Oh, cool. But anyway, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Let's do it. You'll Great. Text me when you when you can. Absolutely. Okay, that is awesome. My yeah. day is made. Uh, cool. Jack, thank yeah. you so much for uh, for coming on the podcast and staying in an extended time and sharing all your stories. You bet, uh, man. Thank you. Totally an honor to have you and. Um, I appreciate you being so kind. Appreciate you too. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Eric. Um, so Jack Vale, uh, you can find Jack on YouTube at Jack Vale Films, right? Jack Vale Films on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best place mm-hmm. to find you? Yep. Absolutely. Thepooter.com if you liked the noise. Yep. Give you us can, one more you squeeze. Can, you can even email me directly at jack at jackvale.com. Wow. Yeah. I'm Why honored. Not? Yeah. I mean, well, people are honored. That was actually, that might have been one of the best ones ever.
<laughs> it was recorded here Good. on the Courage Cast. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. I really don't know what to say after all of that. So many farts on one podcast, but it was such a joy, so amusing, and it's just really good to lighten up and not be so serious all the time, right? I just love the gift that God has given Jack Vale, and uh, I'm just telling you that watching fart videos does pay off because I got to, to meet somebody that my family and I have enjoyed watching Keep doing what you do, Jack Vale. Now, believe it or not, what I was most encouraged by in our conversation, other than just all of the laughter, was to preach the gospel with more courage after connecting with Jack because he certainly does if you follow him on social media or you really should he really does add light to this world he is a light in a very dark world and I can be too that's one of the things I share with him that I I want to always be an encouragement I want it I want my stuff to be kid-friendly, family-friendly. Everything I do, I want it to build up and not tear down. Friends, if you don't know what it means to follow Jesus, if you've never asked him into your heart, you can do that right now by just praying a simple prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and to come into my life. I want to trust and I want to follow you as my Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, and you're coming with me to heaven. You're going to receive eternal life and all the benefits of that life here and now for the rest of your life here on earth. This is the good news. <laughs>